the rather harsh cold weather is over. And now that is the weather that allows us to look forward to spring, I hope. On such a good day, I'm so grateful and happy that we can gather together to worship in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that God's grace will abundantly come to those who gather here to worship together and to all Vibish families worshiping online in your place. I'm a big fan of baseball. I love watching baseball and love playing baseball. I don't know if you remember, but a few years ago, we even joined the Christian League by creating a softball team called Bonaps of Rapture. Team performance wasn't good, unfortunately, but I have a memory that everyone enjoyed happily. Last year, Hyunjin knew who like, I like and cheered for in Korea and was a pitcher of the LA Dodgers ace, joined the Toronto Blue Jays, and was very happy with a good result. I hope that you will perform well this season again. Major League Baseball holds spring training camps in a slightly warmer area before the starts of the regular season. Actually, it's just a start for this year. Spring training camps allows new players to try out the roster and position spots and gives established players practice time prior to competitive play. For this reason, spring training camp is an important time for both players and coaching staffs. In order to have a successful new season, the coaching staff must check, train, and select players well. In addition, players must, take, must make their condition at their best, uh, show their abilities, and also enter the opening roster to play. If all of this goes well, the team will have a good season, I'm sure. For us, spring will come. Even for those of us who are having a hard time with the cold winters, especially COVID-19, which has been around for almost a year. The environment of our life is very difficult and still difficult with many constraints. But we have to live our lives and we are also living them. But for those of us who are gathering together and worshiping together today, there is another important Fact that we must not forget. That is, in this difficult situation, we are still fighting spiritual warfare as Christians. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, the apostle says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. As long as we call ourselves Christians, we must fight this war, and we must win it. But we are so focused on the things in the field of our lives that we often forget who we are and what we are doing. I believe that at least once, as Christians, we need to participate in the spring training camp of our lives in order to reorganize ourselves again and to have the time to prepare ourselves for victory in spiritual warfare.
The Apostle Paul speaks briefly but concisely in today's scriptures about how to bear the Christian spring training camp for Christians in Ephesus. It is a short time, but through the teachings of the, of the Apostle Paul, I hope today will be a time to learn what we must reorganize and what we must do our best for. Our spring training camp for life should start with clearly identifying who we are. Like, when a sick patient goes to the hospital, the first thing doctors do is diagnose where, how, why they are sick. I remember when I was 10 years old, one day my stomach certainly hurt so much that I went to a nearby small hospital with my mom. The doctor who saw me diagnosed me with a simple indigestion and gave me admitted medicine. However, taking a medicine did not improve at all. I went back to the doctor and explaining the symptoms again, but he gave me the same prescription again, and my stomach pain did not improve at all. So my mother took me to a big hospital and let me see a special doctor there. But the doctor looked in my eyes, heard the symptoms, and told me to get hospitalized immediately. The doctor diagnosed my condition as hepatitis A. And it was cured through the inpatient treatment for about a month. The doctor told me that the water I ate in the pool would have been a problem. Accurate diagnosis is really important. That is why I believe that the most important start in our life is the diagnosis of who we are. The Apostle Paul is giving a clear diagnosis of who we are to the Christians in Ephesus and to us who are living today through verses 1 to 3 of the passage we read today. It said, Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. Most of the people refuse to accept, admit that we are sinners and that we have already been given the conclusion that we are dead by that sin. Whenever they hear the news that many people die through the nature disaster or accident, people easily blame God. However, the basis for such thought and actions is human has the right to life. It is humanism that humans are the most important. However, the Apostle Paul's diagnosis of mankind was a sinner who did not obey God and was given the conclusion that he died from that sin. 
accepting and acknowledging this diagnosis is very important beginning in our life because this diagnosis leads us to Jesus Christ. Do you remember what Jesus said to people? He said in Matthew chapter 9, verse 12, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Our spring training camp for life should start with clearly identifying who we are. I am sinner, and you are sinners as well. When I broadcast live Sunday worship two weeks ago, there were some connection problems. Those who worshiped in your place must have experienced the problem firsthand. I apologize once again. After that, I tried to find out what the problem was. During many attempts I tried, I diagnosed what the problem was, and also I found a way to solve the problem. So as a result of applying the solution, last week, I was able to broadcast the live streaming service without any issue. If you are diagnosed with a problem and there is no prescription to solve the problem, then the diagnosis will probably mean nothing. Like the post-post diagnosis, even if we accept and admit life's diagnosis as sinners deserving to die. How futile would it be if there was no prescription for the next step? That is to solve the problem. However, the Apostle Paul delivers to us the prescription that God has prepared for us. In verse 4 to 7, he said, But God is so rich in mercy, and He loved us so much, that even though we were dead because of all sins, He gave us life when He raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God's grace can solve our sin problems. Jesus Christ, who is God, came to the earth, died and resurrected, and became the living hope of the dead. Human effort and wisdom cannot solve the problem of our sins. But through the grace of God and the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we qualify to be called righteous. The Apostle Paul tells us in Romans chapter 8, verse 3, The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent His own Son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving His Son as a sacrifice for our sins. Amen. This prescription is for sure. 
This is the only way nothing can imitate. In John chapter 13, verse 6, Jesus made it clear, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. At the beginning of my sermon, I shared with you about the abdominal pain I experienced when I was 10. At the time, one of the prescriptions the doctor gave me was to seldom eat dirty food. The meals served at the hospital were almost salt-free and therefore tasteless. I really hated eating it. But since he was a doctor and because it was his prescription, I believed and accepted the prescription. In fact, it wasn't what I believed, but my parents believed in the prescription. But surprisingly, the abdominal pain gradually disappeared over the course of a week. In less than a month, I was cured and could be discharged. The prescriptions that God has given us by grace is clear without any doubt. But stopping at the knowing the prescription doesn't work in solving all life's problem. The Apostle Paul is speaking clearly to us in verse 8. God saved you by His grace when you believe. Let me say again. God saved you by His grace when you believe. Faith make the prescription through the exclusive grace of God a reality in our lives. Faith in God's prescription of grace gives us a new life who deserves to die for sin. In Romans chapter 1, verse 17, Apostle Paul saying, It is through faith that a righteous person has life. However, some people think that salvation cannot be made so easily by faith. It is said that many good deeds accumulate and lead us to salvation. However, in this thought, there is a premise that humans have the power to solve the problem of sin. Remember, we have come to this point with the diagnosis that we are sinners who deserve to die. And the prescription of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ by God's grace, it did not come simply from the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Believing in the prescription of Jesus Christ is a transition from a life where I was the Lord to a life where Jesus Christ is the Lord. It is an acknowledgement that nothing of my abilities can save my life from sin. And it is to affirm with my whole personality that Jesus Christ is the only hope in my life. So the Apostle Paul kept telling us, and you cannot take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things you, we have done. So none of us can boast about it. 
Baseball players who have completed the Major League Baseball spring training camp well and have been recognized by the coaching staff will be on the roster for the regular season. The selected players will be able to play in front of a large number of fans, becoming the Major League Baseball players that all baseball players so desire. Whether you're a rookie or a veteran, if you pass the spring training camp well, you'll be able to play in a great ballpark. Now they are assigned a new mission. It's about going out to play and performing well. So the team goes up to the playoffs and ultimately wins the World Series. Selected players have clear reasons and goals for their existence. When we become a new creature, saved one through faith by God's grace, we become people of a completely different status. And that status gives us the reason and purpose of a new life. It is to become a major league player for the word chosen by God. Apostle Paul keeps saying in verse 10, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us new in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. As the apostle said, we are the ones who can do those good things that God had planned long ago. I say again, it is not a good thing that I believe is right. This is the doing God's good work that he planned long ago. That is why Christians should try to get to know Jesus Christ more. Because the more we get to know him, the more we can do his good work. Just call these people as disciples, and he ordered them to make other disciples of him. The people of the word experience Jesus Christ through his disciples. Because they know and believe in Jesus Christ and do his good works. Please remember what Jesus said to his disciples. In John chapter 13, verse 35, he said, Your love for one another will prove to the word that you are my disciples. As I mentioned, I'm a big fan of baseball. However, I'm not a player, so I can do what players can experience. As a fan, I love to watch matches. Sometimes I criticize the players who have lost matches and dance with joy when the team I cheer wins. But I can never get the joy and honor of victory that only players can receive. Because I didn't participate in the Major League Baseball spring training camp. And I wasn't even picked up as a player. But there is a good news. I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen? Participating in the spring training camp of life, I was diagnosed with the fact that I was a sinner who had no choice but to die. 
And I was given the prescription of Jesus Christ through grace. And I have received new life by faithfully believing in the prescription. And today, I am doing my best to do this good work in the major leagues of life that God has allowed me to do. Here's my question for you. How about you? I would like to end my sermon with the confession of the Apostle Paul, which I like. He said in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25 to 27, All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadowing boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what is should. Amen.